In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Do you know today that you're in the hands of the Lord? The scarred hands of the Lord who loves you with an everlasting love. And that we are called to be honoring Jesus. The more we honor Jesus, the more he blesses us. The more we honor Jesus, the more he blesses us. And he is worthy to be honored. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy. He is the lamb that John said, Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold, it's Jesus. Do you know that? that Jesus has taken away the sins of the world on the cross. Do you know that he loves you today, that he has a plan for your life? All these things are very simple, very simple, but very true. I'm reading from Luke 6, verse 27. God says, but I say to you that, listen, love your enemies do good to those who hate you. My Lord, you need Jesus to do that. I've told you the story many times, and I'll say it again. When I first was in theology, we were in someone's room studying for a New Testament exam. And one person said, wouldn't you love to know the scriptures like Father, not Father, I wasn't Father at all, to like Tom. And one person said, I wouldn't want to do anything like him. And I was crushed, crushed. I remember going to my room that night on my knees before my red chair, and I said, Lord Jesus, I love him. Deliver me from hating him. I pray for him. Do good to him. Four years later, he was in the library with me, and he came up to me, the same person, and he said, you have been the most inspirational person to me in this seminary. And I saw myself on my knees on that red chair saying, Lord, don't let me hate him. I want to love him. And you know what? God did it. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. How do you pray for them? You don't have to go into a long discourse. You can just pray an Our Father for them and just let it go. People have asked me, my husband divorced me and God tells me to pray for him. I said, you don't have to be long. Just pray an Our Father for him every day that he come to know Jesus. Oh yes, it's so simple. It's so simple. You don't have to go into a long discourse. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. This is so countercultural. People say, if you do this to me, I'm going to do that to you. 
That's not what Jesus says. He says, you've put me on the cross by your sins, and I forgive you. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is real. This is real. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so Jesus forgave us from the cross. We want to let Jesus continue his life and his ministry to, through us. And the mark of Jesus is when he reviled, he did not revile back. You know, with Jesus, he went to the cross, and on the cross he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We know in the Bible it says, our war is not with flesh and, flesh and blood, but it's with the spiritual realm. So we can never hate the person. We can never come against a person because the person just doesn't know Jesus. He hasn't entered in the fullness of love. So we need to pray that Jesus comes into their heart. We need to pray that Jesus fills them with the Holy Spirit and the love of God. If someone treats you bad, imagine the eternal hell they must be going through. You know, our, the way we treat people in our exterior life reflects what's in our interior life. So when we have peace and joy and love and the Holy Spirit within us, that reflects and emanates from us. But the same when people don't have that peace of, that only Jesus can give. So we, we can't ever think we're being victimized or a victim because we, we, you're a victor. You already have the kingdom of God within you, and we're called to bring other people into that kingdom. It's a kingdom of love. It's a kingdom of joy. Jesus lives in the upside-down kingdom. He created it. So what the world tells us to do, we, we usually just want to do the opposite. So as people come against you, we're just called to love them, and pray for them and it gives us it's actually a grace you know when people come against you and revile you and maybe persecute you it gives us an opportunity to enter into the sufferings of jesus to let jesus heart be comforted because we're enduring what jesus endured and it's the best thing for our soul our soul becomes purified through these little crosses and these sufferings and you know when you live in a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus that it's not about what your neighbor or your ex-husband or your old friend thinks it's about what Jesus thinks then it becomes a little easier so next time someone persecutes you, you say, Jesus, thank you for this persecution. Thank you that you've chosen me to let me share in your sufferings. And I'll endure this for you, Lord. And I pray for them for you, and I love them for you. You know, it's very easy. You know, in the Bible it says it's easy. Even sinners can love those who love them. But can we love those who love who don't love us that's the mark of a true christian you know it takes me to the rosary on the last mystery of the sorrowful mystery when we pray and reflect on the crucifixion the um the reflection of the mystery is love of thy enemies 
Jesus loved everyone who was crucifying him because he understood why they were doing it because they were affected by the spiritual realities of this world. And Jesus desired that they all come into the kingdom. Jesus desired that no soul ever be lost. You know, the greatest saints were formed by meditating on the passion of the Christ. If you meditate on Jesus's passion, day after day after day, then suddenly it won't be it won't be about you, and you'll understand that this persecution and this love of the enemy it becomes easier, and it becomes a grace, because it's not you who live, but Jesus Christ who lives through you, and you let Jesus shine through you, and He shines the brightest in moments of persecution, in moments when everyone thinks you're going to react negatively, in moments where you shouldn't love, but you do. Now I'm thinking about. The person who is a Christian, maybe a pastor or a priest, and they hurt you. And that hurt can really destroy you if you do not turn it around. People told me, I left the church because the priest was mean to me. Well, you see, my faith is not in the priest. My faith is in the Lord. But I can see how hard that would be to pray for that person who hurt you that's supposedly a Christian. You see, we all do things imperfectly. We do the best we can. But you see, when somebody of the cloth hurts a person, it can turn them against the Lord I pray for a person that I hurt, and I didn't mean to hurt the person, and he turned away from the Lord, and I pray for him, because even though I didn't hurt him, he thinks I did, and I pray that he would experience the love of God in the midst of all this hurt and pain that he says, I, conf I did it for him. I'm not going to tell you any more about the story, but it's just that he thinks I really hurt him, and I never thought that I was hurting him at all. Then it says, give to everyone who begs, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But Jesus, on the night before he died, said, love one another as I have loved you. It's a greater experience to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And he goes on to say in verse 32, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. I'm going to tell you, I've lent and never received back so many times. But I have to, and I pray for the person, because one person who I lent thousands of dollars to, is now involved with the devil. 
and I pray for him every day. I pray that he would be converted, reconverted, because he's gone far from Jesus. He's living in the darkness. And I can tell you how much money he owes me, but I'm not going to say it. But you see, I pray for him because I know his soul is more important than the thousands of dollars that I gave him. That his soul is more important. But love your enemies. Do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Do good again, not evil. For your reward will be, your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. Someone was talking about their life and how they loved their wife, but their wife doesn't love them anymore. And you know, I'm thinking about God, how God loves us through Christ, and so many people do not even acknowledge that. This guy is sharing in the pain of God, that God loves us unconditionally, and most people don't have any idea of the love that God has. Most people say, well, you know what? I'm just going to pick up my eggs and go my way. No. Forgive. Love. Give back. Good for evil. And a tenant, the secret of the spiritual life, is if there's someone who you resent or hate or you're just being afflicted by the memory of them, when you begin to pray for them, you get released from them. When you begin to pray for them, you get released from them and you get the grace to forgive them and you get the grace to even love them through the hardship they put you through. So as you pray for the people who hurt you, you become released from them. So pray for them. And again, doesn't have to be a long discourse. It can just be in Our Father, that you open your life to them. Listen to this. For your reward will be great, and you will be called children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful, and to the wicked, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. You see, we're children of God. We should be doing what God does. We should be acting as God acts. Now, I know we do it imperfectly. I know we've all been hurt. Oh, yes, we've all been hurt, especially if we're sensitive. We've been hurt. But, the ear, but we need to love the people who hurt us. We need to pray for the people who hurt us. We need to stand guard, asking the Lord to change their hearts by the God's grace. And oftentimes, when we get too hung up on other people, we want to just be humble and realize that we're, we are all, I am incredibly sinful. And in my sin, I have, you know, I have no ability to judge anyone else because we're all just broken people in a broken world. But we have the grace of Christ. So we just ask Jesus to come into that situation. We ask Jesus to not only heal their heart, but to heal our heart. Not only to purify them, but to purify us. 
You know, when we ask Jesus to come into the situation, everything becomes easier, lighter, and better. It's really this interior life with the Lord, this one-on-one experience with Jesus, that if we know that everything that happens to us, Jesus can use for the good of our soul if we direct that to Jesus, that every act of suffering unites us to Jesus and it purifies the soul, and we just want to respond to the Lord. We don't even, we want to just say, Jesus... I thank you for it. It's hard. It's really hard, but this will, I promise you, this will lift all suffering. And it won't lift all suffering, but it will make it a lot easier and it will become very pleasing to the Lord. Because we can thank the Lord when good things happen to us. But a true mark of a saint is can we thank the Lord in all times? good and bad and we can praise the lord for the good and the bad because we know jesus is using it all for the good that when we love people it's hot when we love and fear people it takes away the love and fear of god now that's not to say we don't love people we do love people for jesus but we love jesus first we can passion jesus first you know we understand that jesus went through Every suffering we could ever go through, Jesus went through it infinitely greater than we did. That even in the agony of the garden and in the cross, he took on this every sin of mankind. So sometimes when we suffer, we unite it to what Jesus suffered and we share in his suffering. And when we do that, the grace of God comes flowing in. When the grace of God doesn't come flowing in is when we think we're a victim, no one likes us, and we make it about us. But if you can make everything that happens to you about Jesus and align it to his life, then through that grace, you're saving souls, but things become so much easier and better. And we just want to think about Jesus's passion. We want to think about his passion. That's why the the Sorrowful Mysteries on the Rosary, we meditate on the agony in the garden. Then we agitate on when Jesus was scourged in the pillar, when they put the crown of thorns on Jesus when he carried the cross and finally when he was crucified and you know when we do that when we do that then our suffering can have meaning Amen John 19 the passion of Jesus if you're going through a hard time John 19 read it and allow it to drench your soul. I'm looking at uh, the sixth chapter of St. Luke 37. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. We have no right to judge a person, their heart. We have no right to judge a person's heart because we're not God. Remember what Stephen did on the road to Damascus. He forgave Paul on the road to Damascus before he even reached Damascus. Stephen said, do not hold this sin against them. And there was a man named Saul that said, let it be done. And they killed Stephen with stones. But Stephen, forgiving, won us the greatest apostle, St. Paul. That's it. Amazing. It was 
what Jesus did. Stephen did the same thing. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over into the folds of your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. I tell you, the Bible talks more about money than it does about heaven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Are you a giver? Are you a giver? I want to be noted as a giver in the presence of God. Oh, I'm not going to tell people what I give. It's none of their business. But I want to be known in the presence of God as a giver. How many times have people blessed me? We were at a restaurant and somebody took the bill for us. Have we ever done a thing like that? Have we ever done a thing like that? I remember being by the Hamburg place and there was a man that was drunk and he was swearing. And I said, we need to buy this guy a Hamburg. And what happened is that Anthony was ordering hamburgers and he ordered the man a hamburger. Didn't even know what I was thinking. So we prayed with the man and we blessed the man. He was hurt, broken, needy, poor, and he got a hamburger in the name of Jesus that day. It wasn't just a hamburger. It was a hamburger in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the man, you know, as soon as he looked at me, he started swearing at me and cursing me. And I just looked at him and said, I love you. You know, because my battle isn't with him. My battle is with the spiritual forces behind him. By the end of the time, he was broke down crying, except Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And he was changed forever. Now, we haven't seen him since, but the Holy Spirit's working on him. And you know, this this isn't, we don't only want to be generous with money, we do first, but we want to be generous with forgiveness, with love. You know, as we forgive, we are forgiven. If we feel condemnation in our heart, it's because probably we're condemning others. And we have no right to condemn others. We are all just sinners saved by grace. Jesus never promised us a life free of suffering, but he did promise us that he would always be there with you. Jesus will always be there with you through it all. And he's just waiting for you to give up your heart to him. You know, our fallen human nature... It wants to condemn, and it wants to make it about us, and it wants to do everything negative. But the nature of God wants to forgive and love and have joy and peace. So we want to enter into this divine nature of God. And we want to have discernment over what maybe comes from us or the enemy or what comes from God. And we know it comes from God, and we've overcome this fallen world and fallen nature when we just love, when we just love, because there's faith, hope, and love, but it's all gonna, we're gonna be judged on love when it comes down to it. So you know what? I actually enjoy being persecuted at times, and I enjoy uncomfortable situations because it gives us an opportunity to, to display God's love 
it gives you an opportunity to display God's love. Anyone can be grateful when someone does something great for them. But it's at times when people aren't doing nice things to you or being great to you, and then you can react with love. Those are the moments that have eternal eternal consequences for the good for those people where they are brought into the kingdom of God, where you are healed. When you realize the gifts you've been given is so great, and now you just want to be eternally grateful for God. You know, it says, how do we love Jesus? By getting souls. By getting souls for the kingdom. By enduring enduring moment by moment, second by second, the situations Jesus gives us, whether they're good, whether they're bad, God wants us to be pure and simple. Purity and simplicity are marks of saints. How do we be simple? We just do things because Jesus did them. We do things because Jesus told us to do them. And we do them without thinking of ourselves. And we do them for purity because we just do things for the love of God. Do I do everything for just the love of God? No, I don't. And I wish I could be better at it. But everything I do, I try to not do it for my own end, my own means. I just try to do them because Jesus did them. And Jesus would want me to do them. And I just pray every day for that grace. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We need to love, and we ask for that grace, the grace to love, to love those who love us and to those who do not love us, and to those who are unlovable in our eyes. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.